This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. Well, it's finally happening. I am finally going to speak to Christy Nelson of the Network for Grateful Living. Christy Nelson wrote the book Wake Up Grateful, and we got more about that coming up. Hello, Donna. I got a note from Donna. She listens as she drives into work on Sunday mornings. I am so grateful that you're tuning in and finding a little bit of zen. I want to tell you what's coming up. If you're free Sundays at 11, hop on the Zoom call. I had some friends guest host last week while I was with uh, Santa Claus. Yes, we had a little Santa visit in my hometown and uh, put my husband in the red suit. He is such a good Santa. But I will be on the call this Sunday, Sunday at 11, hop on a Zoom call. You know, we had a fella join us a couple of weeks ago. Usually it's just the gals, but that was fun. He was great. So Sunday's at 11, a free Zoom call where we get together and talk about stuff. I don't know what the topic is this Sunday yet. I'll find out. I'll ask myself later. Another thing that I want to tell you about is the big, shiny holiday giveaway, the Let It Shine Foundation, which does great things for women, usually behind the scenes, one-on-one. we got some of that going on right now. All of these wonderful women practitioners got together and they gave us a gift, gifts of Reiki, gifts of beauty, gifts of uh, facials, gifts of you name it, card readings, angel this and that. There's even a, a, a meeting with a lawyer. You can get some business done. I mean, it just, it's everything. Oh, easy peasy nails. (laughs) Everything from your nails to your lawyer. It's covered in the big shiny holiday giveaway. And it's just an $18 donation, 18 the number of life. And you could be in on this free drawing, which will happen on the solstice. You know what we're going to do with all the money we make? We're going to give it away. But I'll tell you about that next month. Yep, we're going to give it all away. And you're going to be part of that. You're going to be part of the giving away. The winner will be chosen by random on the solstice. And you know about the solstice if you were listening last week. It's the great conjunction, Jupiter and Saturn. They're going to kiss in the sky. It's going to be beautiful. So if you've been listening to the show for a little bit, you know that I had a total flip out when I was trying to interview Christy Nelson. I didn't realize I was interviewing Christy Nelson from a network for Grateful Living. I sign up and every day I get the word for the day quote. And it's more than just a quote. It's, it's just good food for life. And this is what I have been taking in every morning for the past 20 years. And it's helped me and changed me more than I can say. So Christy was kind enough because we tried to do a radio interview and it didn't work. We have some bad equipment here in this particular studio. So while that's being fixed, I had to do a Zoom call with her at home. She graciously offered me a Zoom call at home. And we were on the phone for like, on the call for like an hour. She's so great. So I've split it up into two parts. So this is Christy Nelson, part one. The book is called Wake Up Grateful. And if you're reading it, we're going to discuss it on the Facebook page, A Circle of Women. And if you're reading it, toss up a review on Amazon. That would really help her out. So uh, Christy Nelson is a cancer survivor. She had cancer as a young woman. And she is now the executive director of the Network for Grateful Living. Now, I thought she invented the Network for Grateful Living. She did not do that. 
It was actually created by a Benedictine monk who's 95 and still rocking. And Christy has been at the helm of the Network for Grateful Living for the past seven years. So she's going to tell us the story. Brother David Steindelrast is the man who founded a Network for Grateful Living 20 years ago. So in the year 2000, and he is right now uh, almost 95. He is Austrian. He's a Benedictine monk. He's an extremely wise spiritual teacher. Um, He has won lots of interfaith awards. You know, he's one of these people who's been on the front lines of so many amazing things with the Dalai Lama, Desmond Tutu, Thich Nhat Hanh. He's a very evolved, extraordinary human being who uh, is a scholar. And he was doing teachings on gratefulness. And he had a bunch of followers who said, you need to have a website for your teachings. And so this is what started out as originally Brother David Steindl-Rast's teachings on gratefulness. And it has evolved and evolved and evolved as as things do uh, to now be, we serve about 100,000 people a month or more around the world. We are multi-faith, ecumenical. We're, you know, we base our commitment to grateful living in science and in, Um, we serve people of all backgrounds and races and religions and ethnicities. And so we're, we're a really accessible universal kind of organization and brother David, but brother David founded us and he's a beloved founder. He's a really extraordinary man. And a lot of people know him from a good day and a grateful day, which are, it's the little meditation that he does. It's on Insight Timer. A good day is this five minute video that's on our website. And a grateful day is the remake of it. And they're absolutely gorgeous. And people recognize his voice often from, from those videos. So you're telling me that he started this when he was 75. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really advanced person. (laughs) And he understood the power of technology. And his idea for this program was, for what we're doing, is that it would be online support for offline living. That was his slogan. And so his idea was, go to the website, nourish yourself, use the tools, um, get inspired, uh, relate to people who are writing articles and blogs and sharing their stories on there, Um, read poetry. Uh, It's a place you can go 24-7, and we call it an online sanctuary. And it really is like an online sanctuary. It's, it's, and we are a lifeline for people 24-7. They come here and The idea is that it gives you the inspiration, the motivation, the stamina to live through challenges in your life when you walk away from the website, right? So that fills you up. Like I think of it as a well, you go to the well, you drink and you get filled to overflowing. And that's what gratefulness does for all of us. Indeed. Indeed. And I feel myself listening to you talk. I feel myself getting emotional because The word for the day that I've gotten for the last, I think it's 20 years. I don't know. Serafina, who works with you, she looked it up. And she says, oh, you've been with us for a very long time. (laughs) And now I remember that it was a friend of mine who um, was into contemplative prayer. He since moved to Malta. He first sent me the link. Yes, that would make sense. Yes, right? That he heard about it from his group of people. And I signed up for the word of the day. They're all over. I cut them out. I print them. I cut them out. These are just three on my computer 
and the really positive, beautiful quotes from all over. The, the wonderful thing about the word for the day is, and I hope you see an uptick <laughs> people from Westchester and the Hudson Valley, because I've been talking about this so much, signing up for the word for the day. It put me in touch with so many different authors, mm-hmm. so many names I'd never heard before, um, and many I can't pronounce. Shakti Gawain, yeah. more light you allow within, the brighter the world you live in will be. Who ended up coming on my show, you know, to talk about oh, that. I love it. I love yeah, it. I know. It's just so many of these little quotes. I have them at this desk. I have them next to my bed. I have them at the studio. I have one hanging off my microphone. Mm. And and when I was, when I realized that I was talking to you the last time we tried to do this interview and realized what you were connected to, literally took my breath away because these little word for the day quotes from the Network for Grateful Living have kept me on this planet. You know, I know that sounds so dramatic, but you get it, right? You get it. Just And we hear it from people all the time. And it's kind of stunning. It's yeah. really an amazing thing. And I think there's something. So let's think about what this is. Because there's all kinds of places you can get quotes. Mm-hmm. We curate our quotes really diligently. We're very conscientious. Uh, we take our mission deeply to heart. You know, we try to really find things that speak to a universal heart, that speak to the moment a lot of times, but without being prescriptive. And and we also, we try to really um, expose people to diverse voices mm-hmm. so, to, so that people get to research and learn about these authors and other pieces of their writing and organizations they're attached to. And so why is it that a quote just a quote every morning. Like a lot of people say, the first thing I open ever is my word for the day. And it is as if it's speaking to me exactly where I am in my life. It's as if you've written it just for me. It is my lifeline. I share them. I Same thing. I, it's, and it's boggling in a way and not. How simply and powerfully we can be impacted and inspired by wisdom, by the tiniest snippet of wisdom. And I think it's because it goes right in and speaks to the truth that we know is truth. It goes right in and it just says, yes, yes, this is the truth. I can live by this truth. This uplifts and empowers my way of living this way. And so who knew that a quote every day, and now we do a a question every day, a daily question. It's on our website that people reflect on, and it's on Facebook, uh, that people absolutely say is the same thing for them. They wake up, they read the quote, the word for the day, and then they go to the daily question. And I think we just need all the sources of inspiration, motivation, resonance that we can possibly find that really, really are filled with integrity. Yeah. How many people are working on these quotes? What's the team? Is it just you oh, and Serafina? No, 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 no. So we have, uh, we have a team, uh, the gratefulness team, and we are seven human beings who, uh, most of whom don't work full time. Uh, we're all over the country right now. Um, New Mexico, Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, uh, New York. So Searsha McClory, who's the person who is most responsible for 
collecting and curating the quotes. Um, she lives in Ithaca, New York. And then there's some of us are in Massachusetts. So we, you know, we used to be, used to be more centralized and now we're more distributed around and we absolutely love, 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 love working together that to advance this mission is just nothing but an extraordinary privilege every single day. Oh my goodness. And what a mission. It's the network for grateful living. And now you are the executive director. I have been for almost seven years. Yes. And it's a source of tremendous meaning and purpose in my life. And it's really transformed my life. Uh, I'm a stage four cancer survivor. I, you know, I came into gratefulness really honestly for me. And then I, I sought to explore it and understand it in the, the deepest ways that I could. And I was on that journey before I got this job, before I started working here. But this finding this way of life, grateful living as a way of life, it was like finding the last jigsaw puzzle piece in a jigsaw where you've got the whole puzzle laid out. And for years, there's been like one piece missing. And then you find it between the couch cushions and you like put it in and it just like butter. It just, Mm. so that for me, finding gratefulness was finding an articulation of how I already knew was the way to live life. It was the way to live life was gratefully. And I knew it because when I first survived cancer, I was one of the most grateful people on the planet as most people who just nearly escaped death. You know, there's such a sense of everything is vivid and amazing and extraordinary and sharp relief, how blessed we feel and how everything is amazing. And then that wears off. It really can wear off if you're not really diligent and really disciplined about practices that help you keep having perspective and remembering that life is such a gift. Every single moment of life is a gift. And what are we going to do with those moments in that gift? That's up to us. And grateful living says, live it fully, wholeheartedly, gratefully, lean into everything, every moment, knowing it's an incredible and unrepeatable miracle, honestly. For the radio audience, I'm just going to say we are talking to Christy Nelson. Her new book is called Wake Up Grateful, The Transformative Practice of Taking Nothing for Granted. I'm having trouble with this book because I read a paragraph, I cry, I, I, I fall down the page, I mark it, and then I can't go on. It's like I want to, the whole book is marked up with, with dog-eared pages. Gratitude is a lovely uh, word that it's something I thought I knew something about. You take us on such a wonderful journey in this book ah, that it feels like this is what life was meant to be. Mm. This is what life was meant to be. And every single page is like a revelation. And I don't even want to start reading it to you because I'm going to start crying again. (laughs) I want to ask you this. You talk about surviving cancer and then, and then feeling so grateful, then backsliding out of it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it is, this grateful living is a muscle we can teach ourselves, and that's to, to use. And, and that's what the book does so beautifully. When in your journey did you meet brother? David. David. Did you know him before? I knew him before, yes, and he was magnetic to me. Just, you know how you meet some people and you say, whatever they've got going on, I want me some of that. Yeah. Like, so uh, I felt that when I met John Kabat-Zinn. I felt that when I met Lynn Twist. 
And I felt that when I met Brother David. And I met him in 1990, mm, no, the year 2000 and in my years, I get a little lost in the year. I'd say 2000, around 2002, 2003. And he struck me deeply. Uh, I was not raised a religious person. And here was this man in these robes, so humble, you know, wearing like Birkenstocks with sandals and these really, you know, there's, he's a monastic and in the most modest and humble sense, just, and, and so sincere. And when I met him and I saw the way he was living, and then I heard about the way he was living, which is for him, his longing to study gratefulness and to study spiritual life, to immerse himself, to become a monastic, right? So to, to join a monastery when he was this handsome young man um, and to say, I'm going to give my life over to this. It was because when he survived the Second World War, his experience was of being in the basements of buildings and places being bombed. So they would, the kids would survive bombings. They weren't in school. They would all go down. They'd be in the basement. And the bombings would stop and they would emerge. And there was a sense of that unparalleled, what I call fidelity to life, that incredible sense of aliveness, everything in vivid, like I said, vivid, sharp relief. Everything is extraordinary. Your senses are blown open. And it's like, oh my God, the sky's never been bluer. I've never felt more grateful to be alive. And partly because you're in touch with mortality. You see that the moment is precious and the moment is fleeting. And when you recognize that the moment is precious and fleeting, it changes the whole way you orient to life because it's the opposite of taking life for granted. Yeah. We are trained to take life for granted. In our culture, in so many ways, living in a consumer culture, living in a, if only I had this, if only I were more of that, if only I could get this degree, if only I had this job, if only I looked like that, if only I had love like that. I mean, all the things that we think we need in order to live gratefully take us away from the soul of the matter, the heart of the matter, which is you're alive right now. And don't squander it and don't thumb your nose at everything available to you now and all the opportunities that are here. Live it now. And so but we're not taught much about that. You know, I think we're taught a lot about, about being acquisitive, wanting more, you know, and, and so I think really settling deeply into the presence of the moment, the presence of the present moment, really having perspective and really feeling that sense of possibility. That's what I think is what we cultivate with grateful living. You make me feel so much better when you say we're conditioned not to be grateful because, you know, when stuff like this touches us, so many of us say, why don't I do that more? You know, yeah. <laughs> we are conditioned by this life and the pace of this life yes. to, to take things for granted. You mentioned John Kabat-Zinn, so do tell the story about how you found him. Mm, I am so blessed by how I found John. I had studied meditation a little bit before I got cancer. So I was 33, 32 when I was diagnosed and 33 when I finished treatment. Um, and I had studied Vipassana, a little bit of meditation, done some meditating before and yoga and all that stuff. And then when I was going through chemotherapy, 
I knew that I had six weeks of daily radiation treatments to my spine, which is where the cancer had metastasized. And I had cancer all over. I mean, it was pretty serious and aggressive. And the chemotherapy took care of a lot of the systemic cancer because it was a lymphoma. And then, but they had this area that was pretty intractable and that was my spine. So I knew I was going to have to go into this daily radiation. And in between chemotherapy and radiation, I had two weeks And this was the longest leash I had had in so long because I'd been in the hospital for almost nine months off and on. I'd been in chemotherapy for six months, every 14 days, and I was so sick. I had this little window. And in that window of time, I didn't really know a lot about John Kabat-Zinn, but I had seen him on the Bill Moyers special, Healing in the Mind. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, uh, so the Bill Moyer special, I had seen John, I'd seen him working with people in intractable pain and teaching mindfulness, stress reduction, mindfulness-based stress reduction. And he was doing a week-long training for professionals at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, mm. right where you're in your neck of the woods. So Rhinebeck, New York, he went every year for many years and sometimes twice a year. And I signed up going through chemo, sick as a dog on a walker. Now I'm like, you know, I was so compromised, but I said, I'm going to go to this. And it was for healthcare professionals. And I had my undergraduate degree in health education and I had, I just said, I want to be in this thing. And I was mostly with doctors and everything. And I got myself somehow to Omega. Somebody drove me. I can't even remember now. I went there and I had this week and I studied with them. And what was amazing was it was such a service, Casey, to me to be among healthcare practitioners who are really actively frontline healthcare workers and for them to have me going through this reflective process. And I studied with John and his colleague, Saki Santorelli, for that week. And then I ended up interning in the clinic in Worcester. I ended up speaking to medical students at the University of Massachusetts Medical School through their program. I ended up working for John and Saki at the Center for Mindfulness and Medicine as a development person before I was in this job. I was on their advisory board for a bunch of years. It became a lifelong relationship and still is. And he is one of the most important teachers I've had in my life because for me, there is no gratefulness without mindfulness. There is no gratefulness without mindfulness. There's no possibility for gratefulness if mindfulness isn't the precondition. The state into which we plant grateful awareness has to be a profound experience of the present moment, unadulterated by our judgments, our opinions, our plans, our regrets. It's the unadulterated presence in the moment that allows us to cultivate gratitude in the way that I'm talking about and to live gratefully. Can people become mindful to that level without training of some kind, without oh, yeah. habits in? Absolutely. People, I think a lot of these things, there are books like I wrote Wake Up Grateful as a guidebook, right? So how do we really practice this? And I think it's, you find the simplest practices and the commitment is returning again and again and again. And it's so simple that it doesn't even seem like, how can I just keep returning to the breath? And it causes such a profound impact on my whole being, on my heart, on my mind, on my body. It's so stilling. It's, it brings me such peace and allows me to be present for all these other things. How could it be so simple? And the truth is, it is simple, but it's a commitment to being awake, to being aware, to being really um, 
available. And then for me, gratefulness is really about bringing then appreciation and aliveness into that to really then bring those and plant those into our uh, state of being mindful. Christy Nelson, part one. Her book is Wake Up Grateful. And it's so much more than a I'm too blessed to be stressed kind of book. It really takes you deeper into living more mindfully. Mindfulness equals gratefulness. That was part one. Coming up in part two, we're going to talk about, we discussed here, uh, John Kabat-Zinn and Brother David, but I also want her to tell you about Lynn Twist, a woman that she worked with, whose work may help you. And we talk about, in part two next week, how she feels about miracles, if she thought miracles had anything to do with her time with John Kabat-Zinn. The book is Wake Up Grateful. I'm enjoying it a ton. It's just so good to get that kind of nutrition. Okay. Thank you for listening. Oh, and by the way, I know my microphone sounded wonky because that's we were on the Zoom call and I have to get a new microphone and it might have something to do with I'm too far away from the computer, but the pug, uh, Tucker, is always on my lap. Like he thinks when I sit at the computer, he's meant to sit on my lap and he's such a ball of fur that it keeps me farther away from the computer. Anyway, I'm going to get the new microphone so things will sound better in the future. Oh, I know what I wanted to tell you. We're having a retreat. You're the first people to know. A New Year's weekend retreat. We'll meet via Zoom Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, Sunday morning. What do you think of that? All different speakers, all different exercises, all different wonderful things. We're going to literally ring in the new year together, but apart at midnight with bells. And then we're going to have a weekend retreat. Mm-hmm. I'll be posting about it up on the website. So check out Casey.com. All right, our thought for the day. It's from Oprah Winfrey, who said, if you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. If you look at what you don't have, you'll never have enough. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.